there's a strong correlation between showing up consistently and success. Isn't that crazy? Hello, No-Code Nation. I'm Ayush, and you're listening to my No-Code Story. And this is not your typical entrepreneurship podcast. Here, you get to listen to real people who are building cool stuff, all without writing a single line of code. This is the future of independent entrepreneurship, and you have a front row seat. There's a strong correlation between showing up consistently and success. Depending on which version of the Woody Allen quote you're reading, that correlation is anywhere between 80% and 90%. The bottom line is, though, that to get access to opportunity, you've got to have knocked at its door in the first place. Today, we'll explore what showing up actually means, why it matters, and how you can be conscious about it. All right, so let's start by clarifying what it means to show up. Put very simply, showing up is the act of being present. That's being present physically, being present mentally, and being present with your whole self. But more importantly, it's the act of being present when you don't want to, or when you feel you're in way over your head. We've all had these times where we don't want to do something, but we know that we need to do it. A lot of these times, showing up is what separates the successful ones from the unsuccessful. I love founder stories, if you couldn't already tell by the theme of the pod. The striking thing about most founder stories, though, is how similar they all sound when you abstract out all of the details. Today, I want to dig into one founder story in particular. That's the story of Brian Armstrong, CEO and founder of Coinbase. And this was the most perfect representation that I could find at this point in time, given all of the volatility we're seeing in the markets, especially in crypto, and given that Coinbase is one of the companies that IPO'd very recently in 2021. Although this is not a no-code story in the traditional sense, Brian Armstrong, of course, knew how to code and he coded the original version of Coinbase. That was called Bitbank, by the way. That was the original version of Coinbase. But I think this story really encapsulates the crux of why showing up really matters. So let's talk about why showing up matters. The first fact that every entrepreneur or founder is faced with is that uncertainty is rife. The life of freelancers, founders, is always rife with uncertainty, especially if you've decided to take the plunge and try this creator economy thing or the indie hacker thing with no code full time. Everything's uncertain. The thing is, every successful founder has felt this way at some point of time, code or no code. During their founding journey, they've always had situations where they've doubted themselves. One of the things that Brian Armstrong said that resonated with me was that when you're trying to get product market fit, you're always tweaking things, you're fixing bugs, and he says you never know if you're just one more fix from turning the corner and and one small fix away from when organic growth will just take over. Not knowing this is what gets people down in entrepreneurship. Let me say that again not knowing whether or not you're going to crack the nut in the next version of your product is what gets people down in entrepreneurship. Self-doubt creeps in. A lot of the time, Brian Armstrong was bullish about Bitcoin. His friends weren't really into it. He had a ton of self-doubt and his self-doubt was around, you know, do I want to be actually known as the Bitcoin guy? 
And we all have these ways of thinking about ourselves. What will people think about what I'm doing right now? You start playing things out over the next year, couple of years, what success will look and feel like, what failure would look and feel like. You really start to viscerally feel the way you're represented to people might not be the way you want to be represented to those people. And to be honest, it doesn't really matter, right? You're, you're not defined by one action alone. In fact, that's what alienates most entrepreneurs that are successful is if they've had success on their first try. People always commiserate with the founders that have tried several experiments, which finally then led to success. Brian talks about this networking event where his whole job was to go up to each person there, rattle off the pitch for Coinbase and try to recruit a co-founder. And he did that with dozens of people at that networking event. It didn't lead anywhere, but he did end up going out and doing it. Now, why does showing up matter? In a nutshell, showing up matters because it builds muscle. It builds the habit of prioritizing process over outcome. And it really helps you recognize that some days are going to be great and others just aren't. And you got to take both of them with a level head. And most importantly, you never know what's around the corner. And if you're just starting something new, what's around the corner could really make the difference between whether you wilt away or you thrive. There are a couple of examples from Brian Armstrong's experience. I want to start by reading a post from Hacker News that you may or may not have come across. I found this one to be extremely motivational and just a testament to the struggles that most early founders have to go through. And when we're reading about the success stories, this stuff isn't really on our radar, but this is the life that these founders have lived. So I, I start with this post on Hacker News and I'll link to it in the show notes. So if you're interested, go ahead and check it out. The title of this post is Apply With Me to YC in the next three days and change the world. The date is March 26th, 2012. And Brian says, and I quote, I'm throwing a Hail Mary year because desperate times call for desperate measures. I have an awesome prototype built that brings an emerging tech to the masses. And I think it has a good shot at changing the world. YC has expressed interest, got to the interview as a solo applicant in the last batch, but decided to defer without a co-founder. The idea won't be fresh forever. There are others starting to look into it. And so I want to move on this ASAP with the right team. But there's one thing holding me back from knocking this out of the park. I've yet to find the right co-founder. And then he says, for the past year, I've met with one to two people a week. Now let's contextualize that. That's meeting with over a hundred people over the course of a year either by phone or by coffee. And he says, despite some close calls, that person hasn't turned up yet. But I believe they're out there and I'm hoping they're reading Hacker News tonight. Getting a shotgun wedding is really not ideal, but if you are the right person, then I don't care how we meet. I'm gonna improve my chances of finding you any way I can. And then he goes on to outline the idea and he talks about you know who he would ideally like to meet as a co-founder, etc. Now, the interesting thing about reading this post now in 2022, little less than 10 years after Brian originally wrote this and with Coinbase now having gone public, is the first comment that I see on this post is, why are you using a throwaway account? A co-founder relationship is very important and my willingness to join you on this venture has less to do with your idea and more to do with you. And this is just the way the world views people and views people going 
and putting themselves out there, which is what Brian did. The irony of all of this is just in April of 2021, Coinbase IPO'd and their closing price for the day was $328 and their market cap at the end of day one, it had gone up all the way to $100 billion, but their market cap at the end of day one was $85 billion. Brian then went on to actually meet his original co-founder on a subreddit. And this is something that he doesn't recommend, right? He really talks about how going out and seeking a co-founder in sort of this serendipitous manner may not actually work out in the long run. But what this experience clearly shows us is that showing up creates opportunities that you never knew existed. Now, how can you contextualize this and be conscious about how you are showing up on a day-to-day -day basis? If I were to take one thing away from everything that I read about Brian Armstrong's story, it's, it's how he almost every time prioritized putting himself in uncomfortable situations. He talks about how he's introverted, but as a habit, he kind of put himself in uncomfortable situations whenever he got a chance. This could be as mundane as attending a Toastmasters session to get himself to be more of a public speaker. It could be something like backpacking in Argentina on a whim and running his original startup from there. And then landing in Silicon Valley, joining a startup in 2009 and joining Airbnb as a software engineer. All of these situations were uncomfortable when they started. The other thing I want to call out is the fact that every founder has to go through this, but you get better at hearing no for an answer the more you put yourself out there. Brian talks about the fact that he had to hear nine no's for every yes while he was raising a seed round. And this immediately brought me back to an interview with Jeff Bezos that I'd seen on YouTube where he talks about the first round that he was raising. He had to raise a million dollars from 20 investors. And the math wasn't quite the same, but it was kind of the same story. He had to make about 60 calls to get those 20 investors. And the first question everybody was asking was, what's the internet back in those days? The other thing about uncomfortable situations from Brian Armstrong's story is that Brian was not a natural leader. And he says, and I quote, if you just put yourself into slightly uncomfortable situations over time, you can slowly grow your comfort zone. The other way you can be conscious about this beyond putting yourself in uncomfortable situations is to be optimistic. Be incredibly optimistic. And Brian says, starting a company, and Brian talks about this quote that he's come across and taken to heart, where he says, starting a company is like moving from one setback to the next, but with enthusiasm. And he talks about the fact that, you know, every breakthrough innovation looks like a bad idea, but inherently most good ideas in the long run are bad ideas in the short run. So while you're out there putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, be optimistic. And the real trick here is starting. And it can be as simple as that. I know I've talked about James Clear in the past, but James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, which I know is a really popular book in these circles, so this might just be a recap for a lot of you listeners out there. James talks about this quite a bit in his book, Atomic Habits. And he talks about two concepts, right? One is this concept of the plateau of latent potential, where he talks about this bamboo shoot, which lies dormant for the first five years of its life, where it's investing, it's growing all of its root systems. And then within the space of six weeks, it shoots up 90 feet. 
But that 90 feet of growth did not happen in the last six weeks. It started on day one. So that's the plateau of latent potential. And the second concept is starting small. And I again saw a video where James Clear describes his friend who was trying to lose weight, develop a habit by practicing the art of showing up. So his rule was he would go to the gym, but he wouldn't stay more than five minutes. So for six weeks in a row, he woke up in the morning, he would go to the gym, but he would just stay there for five minutes, maybe do one set and then get back. That didn't really help him lose weight, but what it did help him do was build a habit of showing up. And that led to him eventually losing the weight. So the real trick here is starting. And back to the Coinbase story, if Brian had not started his quest on Hacker News and then on Reddit, he wouldn't have found the right co-founder. And the interesting thing here is really that the right co-founder ended up finding him. And one of Brian's takeaways has been, and this might be really valuable for all of you that are building something from scratch, is once the product and business start to take traction, once you've raised an angel round, once you've started to raise seed rounds, the right person will find you. And Brian's advice, which kind of encapsulates all of this nicely, is if you haven't found someone yet, just keep pushing and let them find you. So in a nutshell, the art of showing up is really what separates successful people from the rest. Showing up means the act of being present when you don't want to be present. It matters because uncertainty is rife, self-doubt inevitably creeps in, and building the muscle of showing up will ultimately help you create opportunities that you never knew existed. And you can be conscious about this by starting today and building a habit of putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. At the same time, be optimistic and just start. I hope folks out there are able to put this in practice and I hope you found it useful. I'll catch you on the next one. All right, that was the show. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed it and got a ton out of it. If you did, there are two things you need to do. Number one, make sure you subscribe to the show to get notified when a new no-code story drops. And number two, I want to ask you a favor. Who's the one person you know who would absolutely benefit from hearing this story? Text them right now and send them to mynocodestory.com and reference this episode. Maybe they're an entrepreneur. Maybe they can use this episode to level up at their job. Or maybe they're just someone who loves creating new things. Do it. Subscribe and then send them the text. Make a difference. Thanks again and I'll see you on the next one.